And we're live on Facebook. Uh, we'd like to welcome you listening later uh, in podcast land and also on YouTube. Uh, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. Um, it's a Father's Day weekend. It is. So uh, it's your first Father's Day. Anything special planned? Nope. 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 Haven't even thought. I like Danielle's trying to figure out whether to, she should take me golfing or this, that, and the other. And I'm like, I honestly, I'm not grilling and hanging out, and you know, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure what Father's Day should look like. Plus, Grace can't actually give me anything herself. Um. So. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So, uh, so just so just in case it gets lost at the end of the show, a happy Father's Day um, to my dad, um, Mark, and also my father-in-law, Ron. Yep. I'd like to wish a happy Father's Day to Tony, uh, Tony Phillips, and uh, Joe Hart. Thanks for everything you guys do for us, and um, thanks for for showing me the way. So. Let's uh, talk topics this week. Um, mm-hmm. We have Fantasy NASCAR and uh, NHL semifinals are set. Rich, what else yeah, do we they, got? You know, we'll be talking Cubs baseball and baseball in general as they got a baseball put themselves into a little bit of a sticky situation. Yeah. With actually wanting to enforce a rule that's been on the books for quite some time. And, Mike, the NBA playoffs are almost into their uh, semifinals as well as a lot of two series are final. And two more over in the Eastern Conference are going into Game 7s after our show. Yep. And then we got a couple of quick hits for you as well. Yeah. So, Mike, what time is it? Time to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, we're back. Um, So, Rich, before we do any of that, we have a poll question to talk about. Yes, we do. Speaking of... Of semifinals. You like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so our Rocky semifinal. Yeah. Versus Remember the Titans. Rich, first and foremost, tell the people how sacrilegious we are and who we voted for. I voted for Remember the Titans. Me too. I don't think with anything is sacrilegious about it. What makes it sacrilegious, Mike? I mean, we have friends of the show that are going to say that we're terrible human beings because we voted that way. Um, because Rocky Four is what destroyed communism? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll give a shout out to Jay Foster, who will always fight for any Rocky movie ever. Um, he uh, He's going to tell us we're... To maybe even to give up our man card, but mm. I will say nay to thee. As remember, the Titans won six to four over Rocky. Rocky four. Maybe Rocky sh- should have uh, trained a, a little series? harder. Okay, or or maybe I mean I think if it was Rocky as the series, hands down this this wins. Would but you just? So, so you would vote for Rocky as a series, but not Rocky Four. Yes. Okay. Considering it as a series from one to six, including Rocky Balboa. Okay. I would vote for that over Remember the Titans, but just paring it down to just being one of the Rocky movies, I'd rather watch Remember the Titans. Hmm. <sighs> I still think Remember the Titans. I mean, yeah. I like it. I mean, you you can't beat that soundtrack. It had such a good soundtrack, too. The Remember the Titans one? Yeah, Yeah. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Um, So, 
this week's poll question going live noonish today. Um, I'll get it scheduled once we get off the air. Okay. I mean, you should have time. We, we're doing an early yeah. show, so you should have time yeah. to get it scheduled for noon. So noon should be. Uh, look mm-hmm. for uh, Rich's favorite baseball movie, yeah. Field of Dreams, to go up against one of the classic golf movies of all time, Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. It should be interesting to see what we get for results. Are you going to go with, like, the one of a, like an all-time classic as far as a baseball movie and a sports movie or more of your Adam Sandler, one of Adam Sandler's big movies when he was breaking out as a comedy star leaving SNL yeah. in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Going to be a good fight, I think, this week. But, I think so, uh, too. Could be. I know who I want to win, but... We won't uh, we won't taint your votes in any way, shape, or form, or we'll do our best not to. Yep. So. so we'll get that live after the show. So, Mike, do you see what's coming up next? Is it a left turn? It is a left turn. And then after that, Rich, do you see what's coming up after that? It's another left one. As we're heading into the NASCAR corner. Brought to, today, brought to you today by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Check them out in East Moline, Illinois, for all your sports cards and memorabilia needs. Okay, so heading into the NASCAR corner, as always, we have the uh, the fantasy shoutouts. Um, well. Not well, really, because not there really. was yeah, no right. fantasy race. There was no fantasy points last week yep. with the with the being the all star race. Yep. Sorry, I uh, I forgot that the uh, that that happened, and we always have that link in our in our rundown, folks. Yeah. So I saw good. it and I went to do it. But you're right. We had the all star race in Texas Motor Speedway this last week. Um, Rich, did you get to watch any of it? Yes, I did. It, I, it, it was like the curiosity factor of what are they meaning with this inverting the fields or resetting the starting grid after every heat? Um, it made it interesting, I guess. I think I would have rather seen NASCAR when they were doing the the inversions of saying, all right, are we going to go back to and invert the field from 1 to 8, 1 to 9, 1 through 10? or go all the way back to the 12th position. I think I would have rather have seen maybe like a wheel spun instead mm. of like the like one of the studio announcers that was on site saying, "All right, would the person that has the blue the blue star reveal how far back we're going to go?" <laughs> and having the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader open up the star to to show the the, the grid positions that they were going to reinvert. But it, it was it's it still it made it fun. It wasn't too bad though. It, it made sense once Mike Joy and uh, Joy Bo- uh, Gordon and and uh, Boyer explained how everything would work. I totally much easier than putting it on paper. I totally didn't get to see any of it, which is okay. Um, but I did get to have a good time uh, last week. Just relaxed. Didn't get to see any sports, but. Good time with the baby, good time with family. So I didn't get to see it. But I do know, we do have the results of how we did last week. Nobody got points, Rich. Nobody did. Nobody got points. Came close. Oh, we we both came very close. Like, this is one of the tightest races uh, that we've had in a long time. A, close to both, both of us were very close to getting two points. Mm-hmm. You could have tied it. This you you almost could have tied it, but you didn't. In fact, I was ahead of you. So Kyle Larson won. Chase Elliott came in third. Joey Logano came in fourth. So, yeah, that that has been the closest we've been all year. Yeah, putting guys into the into the top five. 
both of us for once. Yep. And uh, Chase Elliott's pit crew came away a little bit richer as well as they won the fastest pit crew competition that happened in heat five of the race when everybody was required to make a mandatory pit stop at some point during that stage and they were required to do a four tire change so my so, question on that is is that a hundred thousand dollars each pit crew member or is that a hundred thousand dollars split between the pit crew and what do they count as the pit crew is it just the guys that go over the wall or is it all of the team that help in the during the pit you know i i don't know but i think it was a hundred thousand for the crew itself but i'm not but like you're what you're saying i'm does that include the crew chief who's up in the box advising? All right, pit this lap. What about the guys that like the guy that or normally the, would, the guy that? Yeah. Well, I would say not even the spotters. I would say the guys on pit lane that like there's a pit crew member whose job it is to take the tear offs off of the window. He's over the wall though, but he's not he always over, over the wall. wall. If okay. if they don't do a a uh, if they don't take the tear off off, he's not allowed to go over the wall. Hmm. Okay, but do you count, what he does? Right. What he does is he's one of the guys that also grabs the tires as they throw them back. Does that count? Yeah, I was. I thought or, that was two separate guys. That's where I was going to go. And do you count the guy that's on on the inside of the wall that's handing the over tire? tires or catching tires? Yeah. What yeah. about the guy that, whose job it is to hand the the second gas tank off if they have to mm-hmm. do two gas? Two full gas tanks. Or a full gas tank and a half, whatever it ends up being. But what about that guy? I'd like I'd like to think that those guys count as the pit crew. So now we're talking about ten guys. And if they only get one hundred thousand dollars, that I mean that's still ten thousand a piece. I would be happy with getting ten thousand a piece. But it doesn't it's, it's not as exciting as a hundred thousand dollars. Sounds. Yeah. It it ends up getting split up uh, between ten guys, so it's about ten thousand dollars each, which is good money. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. maybe um, even less than that if you include the crew chief who's up in the box on the radio. Oh, I was counting him too. There's about ten. Oh, you were okay. Yeah, there's between ten and fifteen guys up there that handle it all. Um, so, but uh, besides that, we have a race this week. Rich. We sure do. They're going to be going to the Music City for probably the what the first time since the seventies, I think it is, when we did our oh, preview. Seventies yeah. going to the Nashville Super Speedway for the Ally Four Hundred. So, Mike, you you have a ten to eight lead. Yep. And your driver finished higher than mine at the All Star Race, so I will give you first pick for the Ally Four Hundred. Um, so I am going to pick a guy, a guy that, uh, is on a team. It's hard to bet against. I am going to pick Chase Elliott for the second week in a row. Uh, you know, if he can do what he did last week, I get a point. If he wins, I get two points. That's all I'm saying. All right. Chase Elliott's a good pick when I, um, Going into the show before we talked, Chase Elliott was going to be my pick if you didn't take him first. So I'm going to go with his teammate, Alex Bowman. Okay. Bowman, um, on the Fantasy Fastlane app that I kind of follow and read about on, on roster construction, they talked a lot about how the Nashville, the Nashville track is concrete and will have the same rule package as Dover which is also a concrete track and Alex Bowman won that race so that's why I'm going Bowman the showman okay. for the win I, that's a good that is a good pick um, and he drives for Team Hendricks which is the hot right other now. solid pick right there so you know um, any other NASCAR news we need to talk about this week um, there's going to be Kulig Racing bought two charters from Spire Motorsports. So, um, I think they said that Justin Haley is going to be coming up from the Xfinity series to race 
full-time on the Cup Series next year. Nice. And A.J. Allmendinger will have a part-time ride for select races in the Cup. So he could be running more Cup races next year than just the road courses. Hey, I like both of those uh, guys. I think they both deserve more uh, more chances in the in the big leagues. So that's exciting to hear. And yeah, that's it so. for your NASCAR Corner, brought to you today by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, East Moline, Illinois. Okay, keep making left turns, Rich, and watch out for that sticky glue as we start talking about baseball. First, we'll do the Cubs, and then we'll get the, uh, we'll get, uh, back into the rest of the league so that's right so the cubs this week went three and four show to show however with a record of 39 and 31 overall they still are first in the division being one game up on the milwaukee brewers and three games up on the upstart cincinnati reds yeah them reds are doing something aren't they yeah, they are. So um, next week they're gonna they're gonna finish up the weekend with the uh, with the Marlins with two games, then they get two games with the Cleveland Indians in Chicago, before going out to L.A. to face the Dodgers on Thursday, Friday for a four game set with the Dodgers. So Rich, show to show, what's your prediction? Mm. I'd like to see four and two. But I think with the way, with the pitching staff fighting through some injuries and trying to make the best of it, I think we're probably going to see three and three. I disagree. Here's okay. why. All right. We're facing the Marlins, who are doing terribly this year. You wouldn't know it from last night's score, though. Uh, well... The Indians, um, well, they're not they're not terrible, but I think it's doable. Okay. So I think we go five and one. I think we can scratch one out from the Dodgers. Okay. Going to LA though. I think we can scratch at least one out. Hopefully, the first game we. Or the, okay. fir- the first game we scratch out. I'm hoping. I'm not guaranteeing right. it. Maybe, yeah, maybe the rotation falls right that you can get Kyle Hendricks in one of those games with the Dodgers. So I'm gonna say five and one. I got confidence okay. in our boys. Okay, I- I'm gonna continue to be optimistic and then be surprised when they do better. <laughs> you no, you mean it's working out be, so far for me this year? You're being pessimistic. Oh, Rich. pessimistic? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so one of the best traditions in Cubs fandom uh, got some national attention this, this week as Cubs fans in the bleachers, as they are known to do, made their, uh, their uh, nearly made every game uh, beer snake beer cup snake that uh, by all calculations is around $43,000 worth of beer. It goes all the way from basically the second row all the way to the top of the bleachers. Uh, one conti- I mean, it's continuous and it snakes. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. Folks, if you've ever been there and you've ever participated in this, you can't keep that thing straight. It curves. It just naturally curves. You got to let it go with. You got to go with the curve. And uh, they made an excessively long beer snake. I mean, and they just they kept getting cups after cup after cup. Uh, there's pictures of guys walking through the fan through the uh, bleachers with four foot long beer cup snakes that they made on their own to come join the full <laughs> beer cup snake. Uh, yeah. They said that that thing rent all the way, almost all the way up to the section of the bleachers. That's underneath the scoreboard in center yeah. field. Didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. It was huge. It was big. Yeah. 
It was it yeah, was it got some national attention getting uh noticed getting mentioned on the Sunday night baseball telecast. Yep. And And what's better yet, they made this beer snake and it helped propel the uh, Cubs to finish out the sweep of the Cardinals. Yeah, that that was one great thing to come out of this weekend, even going into New York and Getting, losing that series uh, three to one to three. Yeah, I I mean you know whatever, but uh, yeah that beer snake by the calculations of everybody that we've seen uh, that that you can that you can find. Um, this beer snake cost about $43,000 just to get that many beers. Uh, and then friend of, friend of the show, Matt Erickson, did the calculations even further to say, um, to, to prove that it was $40,000 worth of profit. $40,000 worth of profit. Hey, Ricketts family, trade deadline's coming up. Let's get some money spending. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there, there's been numerous videos posting up on my Twitter feed of people running into Tom Rickards at the ballpark, going into the ballpark, walking around Wrigley Field. You know what they're saying, Mike? Show me the money. They're yelling, extend Rizzo, extend Bryant. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's something. Yeah. Spend that money that you're making. It's... I mean, the, the front office put out a statement saying that we will continue to do to make the smart move as we approach the trade deadline. Yeah. And looking for extensions at our players. And that got me thinking, Mike. Did they not have that attitude in 2016 when they gave Jason Hayward that fat contract? Um, so is that is that part of the reason why they're 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 uh, shy on the trigger? I think they, it is, but another thing that's being brought up is that there's a lot of uncertainty going into next off season with the collective bargaining agreement. Yep being up for renegotiation i think they could be afraid of a strike to where baseball get this figured out now exactly so they so they're a little bit of maybe gun shy of maybe not having the resources available right away next season they don't want to necessarily commit to adding payroll or adding or committing big bucks. And I think players could be a little bit shy about signing a long-term deal because they don't know how the collecting a bargaining agreement could pan out yeah. as well. So I think it's a little bit on both sides. I spend the money. So also in ML. So any other Cubs talk before we head over to general major league talk, we have lots to talk about here. I know. Well, let's go with the, let's go with the easy one first. Okay. With the Arizona Diamondbacks setting a new record. Yep. For 23 straight losses in yeah. road games. Yeah. Um, the previous record being held was 22 road losses by the 63 Mets and the 46 Philadelphia A's. Yeah. Uh, and you put on there that the Marlins are at 19? Yeah, I believe the Marlins are at 19. Uh, I don't well, know. They snapped that last night. Oh, yeah, did they? That was 19 straight road losses. Yep. Yeah, it was 19 okay. straight road losses. So, okay. Well, I guess the Marlins aren't going to beat that this year. No. I mean, they still could, but the Marlins are coming up. That's that's part of the reason why I went with the fact that I think the Cubs are going to do it. Uh Oh, get that five and one mark? Yeah. They're going to sweep the Marlins. It should be pretty easy on them. Get them started on their next 20-game loss record and whatnot. Um, So, yeah, 23 straight road loss games. Um, And the – yeah, they set that on Thursday the 17th. Now they're back at home, and they still lost. lost. They lost to the Dodgers on Friday night. 
So they go back on the road on June 25th. Yeah. So this still could keep going. Oh, I mean, I don't I think it will. The Diamondbacks are terrible. So, um, is it because the pitchers are so much better this year? I don't know. I think that leads us down. to the next segment. Sticky fingers. The MLB yeah. sent out a memo this week that says that umpires are allowed to inspect players who have foreign substances on them to help with grip. If caught, players, pitchers will be suspended for 10 games. Think of it like two starts. Yep. But according to the MLB, this is not a non-paid suspension. So the MLB no. has some some random rules um, because this is a something that should have been in the collective bargaining. They can't re- they can't take away your pay, but they can keep you from playing a game. Hmm. So, Mike, what's your initial thoughts on it? You're gonna take away two starts of mine and still gonna pay me? Um. You know, and and I've been a champion of his for much of this year, if not longer. Trevor Bauer then goes out and says, "Okay, MLB, you think you think you got it, right?" Mm-hmm. Well, here's. Did you see his post that he did? He. I, I he, don't think I saw all of it. He challenged the MLB. He took a he took a baseball in his hand, held it like this. Mm-hmm. Did this, yeah. and it stuck. And he said, is this illegal or legal? And it stuck for a couple of seconds. Okay. Rich, is it legal or illegal? What do you think? Did he have anything on him? Yes. Okay. You couldn't tell, but yes. Is it illegal or legal? I'm almost going down the road that if you don't get caught, it's not cheating. That's that's part of it. But the bigger part was the substance on his hand was rosin and sweat. No suntan lotion, nothing mm-hmm. else, just rosin and sweat. Then no, that's there's nothing wrong with that. There's always been a rosin bag out on the mound. That's it is. It. He proved, he went, he showed you, he, he showed you in a video how easy it is to get rosin to make it stick that hard. Is that illegal or legal? Is that going to nope. get him suspended? That's, that's what they're saying. And yeah. you could hear on the video as he, as it dropped, it sounded like it's ripping out. Um, Trevor Bauer, uh, six years ago, I think it was, went went on a tear about how, hey, um, people are getting a competitive advantage out there. What do I got to do to, to do this? He got in contact with, um, with, with, uh, uh, material engineers and figured out the best like built uh, uh, substances that were significantly better excuse me than um, than what the MLB than what was already out there uh, part of the reason speculated part of the reason that he got such a big deal this time was that uh, they were paying for his sticky stuff uh, solution is that the spider tech no, I think, he, from my understanding, he has something different. Okay. But either way, um, the MLB is trying to crack down. Um, they're saying spin rates have gotten too high, and it's... I mean, let's be honest, baseball's again trying to say... Uh, trying to say that the... Um, that... 
they want offense back, and with pitchers being so good right now, they're not getting the offense they want, right? Like, isn't, mm-hmm. isn't that the basic justification of this entire thing? I really do. They're 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 saying that they're trying to get offense back by going after the pitchers. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm amazed, but we'll see. I kind of am too. I mean, um, I'm almost kind of in agreement. I think with Rays pitcher Tyler Glasnow, who blamed his injury his uh, UCL tear in his elbow on being having to adjust on the fly to this new rule as saying that he was having problems gripping the baseball, which caused him maybe have to grip harder, which caused his elbow injury at the last minute. I don't buy that one. I don't either. I think there's always I something. Don't. I think um, I remember seeing a tweet about uh, Rick Sutcliffe coming out saying, "So you're gonna, so you're gonna tell me as a pitcher that I can't put suntan lotion on when I'm pitching in the hot July sun?" I mean, I don't even care about that. I just think, I think sticky. I think, I think we should get rid of sticky stuff. I think the rosin bag is okay. I think mm-hmm. if you, you if you know what you're doing and you're using it right, that's okay. It's not an illegal foreign substance. It is a it may give you a slight competitive advantage. But at this point, everybody knows how to use a rosin bag and how to use uh how to use suntan lotion and sweat to make a mixture that's gonna be sticky. Like everybody's figuring that out quite mm-hmm. well, right? Yeah. So, if you're using that, fine. All the other crap needs to get out of here. And if you're telling me you can't grip the ball that well, how'd you do it before you started using this stuff? Because I'm sure you weren't using this stuff five years ago. Yeah, probably not. I mean, that I think that was, that was another tweet I saw. I don't remember what player said it. But it's like, if you need a substance to grip the ball and to make you better... Why are you still playing baseball? And, <laughs> Why are you playing the game? That's part of my thing. I hope. I hope. I mean, why were people injecting steroids so that they could hit home runs? If you needed it, then you probably weren't a good enough baseball player to to deserve the, the recognition. Barry Bonds excluded. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he ever injected any steroids. I will fight me on that. I will take you to the ground and ground and pound you till you tap out we both know it rich mm-hmm. before his head got three sizes grew three sizes that day that's a joke by the way but yeah. before his head grew three times the size of what it was uh, I would argue he was a hall of fame player before I mean Mark McGuire before he started using that stuff. Now I'm saying I get. I'm guessing he probably used something to enhance his his playing, but I don't think it was as egregious as what he was uh, in St. Louis. But his like he he was a great player before he resorted to using all that stuff. So then we only have one guy left in that argument, right? Eh, one full guy. When we when we think about the big three home run kings of that era, is Sammy Sosa the same player without drugs as he was with them? That is a tough one because how do you how do you go from being maybe a thirty thirty guy like Bonds was prior to or at least being a twenty steal guy and thirty five home runs to all of a sudden coming out of nowhere? and going on a tear in the month of June, hitting 20 home runs in the month of June, Yep. to going to having three straight 60 home run seasons. Yep. So here's the deal. Um, I would say Barry Bonds, yeah, he was a 30-30 guy, but he also was a, a gold glover. And there were a couple seasons where he was a platinum glover. Mm-hmm. So he was a Hall of Famer, not just on his home run ability, 
he could steal like nobody's business in the early days. That was the other thing that you had to look out for for Bonds. But then all of a sudden he bulked up so much he couldn't move. Yeah. Yeah, by all means, the steroids and the weight training combined with it totally took away what he had as a fielder. So he wasn't a gold glove fielder anymore, and then he stopped stealing bases. Yeah. So we're getting back on a – we're getting kind of on a tangent. All that to say, if you needed – if you need this sticky substance, should you really be a full-time pitcher? If you need yeah. it, if if you have to have it in order to win a game, should you be a full-time pitcher? I would argue no. Yeah, I can say no, too. Um, th- there's still a part of me, though, that thinks that this should have been something that should have been brought about at the beginning of the year or showing that, you know what, we're going to take a really closer look at this next year. So we'd really like it if you didn't use these types of substances, but never come out and say now believe- that we're just going to go ahead and just start enforcing this. Yep. Right now, starting, starting. Yeah, I think they started Friday. Yep. We're going to uh, start Thursday. enforcing this now. Get yeah. used to this. So here's my my other big problem, and I again think it was Trevor Bauer who made this point. So you're going to tell me that. Me using sticky substances so I can control the ball better, I get 10 games. But the entire Astros team cheated Mm -hmm. and admitted to it, and they get nothing? Yeah, that was another good sticking point for me as well. Sticking point. Ah, (laughs) Ridge, look at you. So, So there's that. And then finally, I would say this is the other straw that kind of for me, kind of breaks the camel's back. Um, we're looking at... You're, you're saying it's a 10-game suspension. Yeah, 10 games. That's two starts. That's a slap on the wrist, really. If, you're, if you really want to stop it from happening, give us better enforcement. Now, here's a, here's a fun question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what if the team says, okay, okay, let's take it on? Hey, MLB, all of our guys get caught in a week. So for 10 days we we can't put a competitive we we can't put a competitive team out there. Right? Yeah. Does that mean they forfeit the games? Do they play with their backups and like yeah, because they said that you cannot place them on like a suspended list where you could bring up a guy from the minor leagues to take his roster spot. Yeah, for those ten games. Yeah. So, what are they going to do? I don't know. The one thing that I that I kind of spitballed and thought about around my head was, yeah, you're going to suspend the pitcher for ten games. But they can still do. They can still be around the team. Yep. So that means that they can still do their re- their regimen in between starts. They can throw bullpen sessions. Yep. They can have. They can throw simulated games. They can throw this. If you're going to do a ten game suspension with pay, force them to do nothing. They can't have bullpen sessions. They can't have simulated games. Nothing. They can basically play catch with their teammates. That's it. Yeah, make it to where they have to almost start from scratch their pregame, their pre, pre-start routine. When that, they can't do that pre-start routine before, not until those ten games are up. Yeah, um, that would hurt them more, and then you're out three starts. You you could potentially be out three starts. Yep, depending on your training regimen. Yep. So again. All things that we got to look at, uh, we'll see how it goes in the next few weeks. Um, I tend to lean slightly towards the the players on most things, but this is one of those that I think we need to, to police it um, and we need to control it a little bit. But yeah, we need if we're going to do it, we need to have some teeth on it. So 
that's kind of my feelings on it. I think that's kind of yours right. on it as well, it seems like. Yeah, I, I, I do think that something needs to be done. It isn't like they're just making up this rule and out of nowhere. This yeah. was an established rule. They just never really enforced it. But I think another well, thing it's that it's not you... that it's an established rule. The rule is established, but the punishment was never outlined. Mm. Which is why they're doing this whole ten games with pay. That's why it's turning into that. Because the, the punishment was not there. Um, it's it's funny, when you look at some of the old rules of baseball, uh, they never built in a punishment. They just always said, oh, well, if you break it, we'll figure it out. And that's fair. I think uh, so, I remember listening, I was listening to the Reds-Brewers uh, game on Thursday, and uh, Mr. Baseball Bob Euchre was talking about it. So yeah. if you're going to inspect the pitcher... What's to say that, you know, when they're throwing the ball around the infield after a strikeout, that one of those infielders doesn't have something something in his glove and puts a little something on the ball before it gets back around to the pitcher? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Uh, again, we're going to have there, to see how it, how it plays out. Exactly. There's other ways that... There's other ways that you can get the sticky substance on the ball. Yeah. If you have to. I mean... In theory, if it did go around the infield and get something on it from every player or something, that that ball could only be in play for one pitch. I mean, but if the if the, the umpire could notice that something doesn't look right and toss that ball out of play. If the first baseman has sunscreen and the second baseman has rosin and the third baseman throws a little sweat on it, by the time it gets back to you, according to what we've seen, and this is Trevor Bauer has put it out there, mm-hmm. You can watch him mix the substances. By the time it gets to Trevor Bauer on at home, he doesn't need to put anything on it because it's got all it's got all the the ingredients. He just has to move it around and get them all to mix correctly, and all of a sudden he's got a sticky substance that's as good as he claims as good as Spider Tech. Hmm. Add some Coca Cola in there, by the way. Add some Coca Cola. That's the he says if you okay. if you take rosin, uh, sweat, suntan lotion, and mix it with Coca Cola, you have that's one of the stickiest substances you will ever find <laughs> for for making your own homemade stickum. There you go, folks. If you're looking to make your own homemade stickum, <laughs> we are an educational show. That's what we're here for. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um. Any final thoughts on the there. any final thoughts on the MLB before we head into uh, our playoff coverages? Let's go into the quick hits. So. Okay, so we are lumping these in with the quick hits because we know nothing about them. Really, I mean, we know some. The semifinals yeah. are set in the NHL: Las Vegas Golden Knights versus the Montreal Canadiens. Yes, the Canadiens, yes. Mike. Okay, and then Tampa Bay versus the New York Islanders. Um, Rich, are you happy with those lineups? I am. Okay. I am. So currently, Montreal leads their series 2-1. to one. Game 4 will be Sunday, Sunday in Montreal. Let's go Golden Knights. All right. And Tampa leads the New York Islanders 2-1 to one, with Game 4 being today, Saturday, out in New York. New York. Yep. I'm not sure what the actual city they play in. They play out in the burbs, so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and over on the NBA side, the Phoenix Suns swept the Nuggets. The Clippers beat the Jazz 4-2. to two. These two teams are hanging out, twiddling their thumbs, while the Bucks and the Nets are tied at... Going into Game Seven tonight, mm-hmm. um, and then the Sixers and the Hawks are tied at, for Game Seven tomorrow night. Um, yeah, on Sunday night. So, what what do you think the MVP, League MVP Nikolai Jokic of the Nuggets, his team gets swept? Surprised at all from that? It's slightly. The Suns were. I mean, weren't the Suns one of the bottom four teams? They were no. The Suns were the number two overall. Oh, okay, okay. 
I mean, the Suns are, for four. The Suns are, for four. are one of those teams that don't get a lot of coverage in general. So, you know, no big deal. Um, All right, the Clippers. Clippers beating your kind of like um, number one overall seed, the Jazz. Yeah. Without Kawhi Leonard, as Kawhi suffered a possible torn ACL, and he's out indefinitely. They have not given him a timetable when he'll return. He could be out for the entire playoff, for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, kind of sad. Um, I thought the Jazz were going to do much better than that. Um, they looked like the hot team. They just came against a Clippers team that had knew, figured out how to put it together. Um, I guess, oh wait, no, that means the Clippers and Suns are just waiting to play each other. Be, yeah. So that'll be, but man. Clippers and Suns. So uh, the Suns will be without one of their, their star player, Chris Paul, as yeah. he tested positive for COVID and has been put into the health and safety protocols and will be out indefinitely as well. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have a timetable for a return to the series. Yeah. And then uh, who do you want in the in the East? Who do you think is going to pull it? Do you think that the Bucks can pull it off over the Nets? Hmm. Where's Game 7 going to be? Man. You... I think it's in Brooklyn. If game seven's in Brooklyn, I think the Nets can pull it out with or without Kyrie and Harden. It is in Brooklyn, yes. Yeah, I'm going to go Brooklyn then. Kay. Kevin Durant Kevin Durant could will them to victory if the game is in Brooklyn, I think. You're picking against the Greek freak. Yep. Okay. I... The Nets were also my pick to make it to win the entire thing. Yep. So it's hard for me to say, nope, they're not going to win it now. Yep. If they're, they're beatable being down Kyrie Irving and James Harden, but I think I'm sorry, I want them to lose get it. I want them to lose to the Bucks. Uh-huh. Mostly again, I hate these the concept of the super teams. I know that's what the NBA has become and that's all that it's going to be. Um but I hate the concept of it. So I I really wish uh I really hope that that the Greek freak can upset the the Nets, and uh, and I I mean I yeah it's obviously an upset. Um, yeah, and and prove that you don't have to have a super team to make the the conference finals. Yeah, or even the finals for that matter. Yeah, I mean it, I mean it would be neat to have like two smaller market teams go up against each other in the finals. If you can, if the Suns can beat the Clippers, and then you see somebody like Milwaukee or Atlanta, so I'll actually put this one out here. in the finals, I will you put get this the out finals here. from the East. Um, I would say that the Clippers are the, as much as they're an LA team, they're actually a small market LA team. All right, and because, that's a fair point. Because that's a fair point. If the Clippers win the championship. The headline the next day is not going to be about the Clippers winning. It's why the why did the Lakers lose? Why didn't why couldn't the Lakers make the make it? Like yeah, or the, the Clippers will be front page news until the NBA off season starts. No, they'll and be then the LA market will be. They'll have one. Will be back have, to what? What do the Lakers need to do to make Le, to give LeBron a better team? They'll have the, the the Clippers will have the front page of the LA Times. The front page headline will be the Clippers, but the front page of the sports section, you know what that's going to be about? Why LA? Why the Lakers couldn't make it? It's the same thing with the Brooklyn. With up until this year, the Brooklyn or the the, um, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks. Same market. Let's be honest; they're the same market. Yeah. And there was a day that the Brooklyn Nets won like 20 games in a row. And the story was still about the Knicks and what right. they were doing. Right. So it's that's the way that it is with L.A. So I would argue that this is – we actually – the the I mean, the 76ers are the only outlier here. But, again, even Philly gets – you know, pooped on once in a while, they get ignored or gets lost in the shuffle. 
Right. Even though they're, they're I would consider Philly a major market. They're a major market, but they don't get the coverage that they deserve a lot of the times. So from the semifinals all the way to the to the finals, uh we have all uh pseudo small market. I would I would argue that that the Nets, even though that they have the big names, because they're not the home team, the the New York okay. team, they're kind of a small market New York team. Same with the Clippers. Now, okay, that's the, fair. I still think it'd be more fun to see the Suns and the Bucks, or Suns and the Falcons or the Hawks. I think those would be much better games to see. But we'll see. Um, okay, let's move on to our real quick hits of the week. A super fan in the Hall of Fame. Like it, love it. I like it or hate it. I like it. I know last year. I know what. But now it's two years ago when the um, Raptors were going into the finals. They did do like a little bit of a highlight or like a a featurette on this guy, and he really is. He, he seems like a really cool, down to earth guy, and he really loves basketball and the Raptors. And he's uh, so I can get behind this. Yeah, I mean. Um, I don't know. I just think it's. I think it's a little overrated. I don't think it's a need, a need or a necessity, but whatever. Okay. Who else? Who other? I mean, at least they're not saying that. At least you're not giving this honor to somebody like a celebrity, like Jack Nicholson with the Laker, <laughs> always being courtside at a Laker game, or Spike Lee with New York. I was just gonna say. How does this guy deserve it more than Spike Lee? Truly, how does... I would say because this guy goes to the games to what... I mean, as much as you want to say that... Whoa, now, time out, time out. You're telling me you don't think Spike Lee is there to watch games? I'm going to turn into Stephen A. Smith right here. I'm going to turn into Stephen A. You are crazy! (laughs) Spike Lee loves this, loves that team. He loves that team more than Drake loves that team. Come on now. Do not put that on that. You and I, I both know. Both know. You know that Spike Lee is there for the basketball. It's not about being visually seen. Come on now. You truly think that Spike Lee is there to be present at the game. I think it's just as much to be present as it is to be at the game and watch it. So I'm glad that if they were going to put a super fan into the game, that it is not a celebrity fan. I can agree. But I would. I, I will say. I, I will say at least that I think Spike Lee is more in the range of being a super fan than a celebrity fan, though. I would I would a hundred percent say that Spike Lee is a hundred percent a super fan more than a celebrity fan. Spike Lee, man, you got me. You got me hot on this one. Either way, uh, Spike Lee will do. I mean, but does this pave the way for Spike Lee to make it? I think it could. Does Bill Murray get in for the his Cubs fandom? I'm kind of torn on where Bill Murray sits with being a Cubs super fan. Here's the real question. Can you tell the story of the of major league or of the national hockey or the national basketball association without this, without the super fan? Yes. Yes, you can. What's my criteria to make it in the play in the hall of fame? Go ahead and give it to you because I think it's, I don't remember it all. Period. It, it's simple. Can you tell the story of this sport without this person? If you can, don't necessarily need to be in the game in the Hall of Fame. If you can't, they have to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, if it's one of those where it's on the fence, then you start looking at stat lines. What's this guy's okay, stat so line? He's a fan. This guy? What did, a fan. He, what did he do to deserve this other than go to games? 
he has become kind of, I think if I remember if I remember the story correctly he has kind of been like an ambassador to the team like a goodwill ambassador but around in the stands so but, it's Drake but no yeah Drake's giving guys massages at least okay you you had another point you were gonna make no that's about it okay so, so where are you going with Bill Murray <laughs> I just Bill Murray's a super fan. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame for the MLB? I would say no, but it is kind of strange that Bill Murray comes out of the woodworks and is a vocal and noticeable Cub fan only during the good times. Um, where that's was not he true. During the, where that's not was true. He during the Cubs rebuild, he was. He went to games. Every LA game, he was there. When he could, he'd make it out to Chicago. Bill Murray's a busy guy. I don't care. Okay. I don't think fans should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Now, uh, another big story to come out of sports and getting back to our fan base them. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Chicago Bears putting in a bid to buy Arlington International Raceway in Arlington Heights, just outside of Chicago. Yeah, 30 miles outside of Chicago. Now, they did just put in a bid. They're not buying it. Yep. But if they win the bid, they will own the land, and they could, in theory, work with the city of Arlington Heights or just build the stadium themselves on the on the site of what is the Arlington horse track. Yeah. So you'd have, you'd have highway access to the stadium. Yep. You'd have a metro line to get people to the stadium. Yep. And you'd have parking so you could actually do tailgating. Ample space for tailgating. What a novel concept. Now I'm at Soldier Field, they they don't have a lot of space for tailgating. Yeah, I'm all for it, truly. Okay. Um I yeah, I'm sad I would be sad to see them leave Soldier Field. Um one nice thing it would do. Uh, it would warm the it would warm the uh, field up a little bit. Yeah, what? So so because the proposals. Okay, go ahead. Finish but, up. Part, I mean, the wind coming off of the lake, the the water cools the air off significantly. So it is significantly cooler down by the lake than it is out out that far out, mm-hmm. thirty miles out. So, uh, yeah. you, you were saying the proposal. Yeah, the proposal, I guess, that I'm hearing is that a lot of fans are hoping that if they do take this step, that they build like a 75 or 80,000 seat retractable roof stadium so that not only it could be so it could be used for other events like getting Final Four, Final Four appearances, basketball, NCAA Final Fours, maybe the Big Ten Championship game. Can, can we have a rule? Yeah, I, I'm okay with that, but we need a rule. Is it that the roof always has to be open for Bears games? Roof has to be open for Bears games. <laughs> yeah, and possibly they, they mentioned that you could even get a Super Bowl there if you had a retractable roof stadium that could seat 80, 75 to 80,000 people. I, <sighs> but here's the thing, though. Minnesota has a stadium like that, a dome. Yep. They've hosted one Super Bowl and they're they've got they've got none scheduled to host another one. But building it Detroit to... Yeah, Detroit has a dome. They've hosted one Super Bowl. Yeah, but you don't build it to get the Superdome or to get the Super Bowl. You build it cuz you want you you want to make a better fan experience. You build it cuz you're hoping to to do other things. I nope. I'm okay with it. So if you had a retractable roof, would that be a better fan experience? For no, because you have to leave it open. December, January. You have to leave it November. Open. If I'm a if I'm a Bears fan, I want to go to a game and I want to go to a game where I don't have a shirt on and it's negative twelve degrees. Like not be like Minnesota where you're going to the game in your parka let layering up because you because the hot Rich, the cold weather you and I, you know me better than that if i'm going to a game i don't care that it's negative 45 degrees outside i gotta walk two blocks to get to the stadium i can wear shorts and a t-shirt and 
walk that whole game, walk it in that. Maybe I put a hoodie on. That's all mm. I need. Okay. You and I both know. I ain't gonna. I'm not getting all dressed up for all that. If I'm only outside for two blocks of walking, it ain't nothing. I don't care. All right. So if they were to move to Arlington, yep. Would you be okay with them still being called the Chicago Bears? Are you okay with the Dallas Cowboys being called the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. Where are they? Yeah, that's where I was going to go, depending on your answer. Where are they located? Arlington, Texas. Right. So you just move. If you move to a suburb called Arlington, you take the name of the big city that you're part of, right? Where do the New York Jets play? They play in Jersey. The Giants? Jersey. Oh. Okay. But they're the New York Jets. Again, why are we. The New York Giants. Why is it that big of a deal? Even if they moved, I'm a I'm a be sacrilegious right here. Okay. Even if they moved to Kenosha, so just across the border in Wisconsin, it's about the. I mean, let's look at it. It's about the same distance from from Chicago, right? Maybe a little bit further, but not much. It's still part of the metro area. Mm-hmm. Would that still be the Chicago Bears? You'd have a harder argument, but technically, yeah. Ooh, here's a here's a really crazy one. They moved to the mean streets at Gary, Indiana. <laughs> I I don't have a problem with it. I don't. Why is it such a big deal? They're gonna hopefully make it a bigger, a better fan experience. Yeah, it'll be sad for Soldier Field to get torn down. Would they t- tear it down? I think they'd have to. I mean, I think the only other sports team that would be playing in it, I think, would be the two soccer teams in town, the, the men's and women's soccer team, and that place is too big for them now anyway. Ooh, could you rent it out to places to to like Northwestern? Northwestern already has a field. Yeah, but... And more than likely, if they were going to play a game outside of their home team, they'd probably go to the brand new stadium, which can seat more people. Yeah, you're right. I'm just coming up with ideas. I know. I mean, the one idea I've seen floated around that I've seen on the Twitter, you tear down Soldier Field and you build a new Sox Park on the the site and move move the Sox down to Lakeshore Drive. So bring them up to the north side? I mean, so this also brings up, and I, I, I'm just going to bring up the argument and the question. Okay. What if the Bears would have done this, or the Cubs would have done the same thing? I mean, the Ricketts have invested all the money in Wrigleyville, so they're not leaving Wrigleyville anytime soon. No. But there was talk just a couple of years ago of them looking at a very similar location. I think they were looking at Schaumburg. Yeah. If I remember right. Schaumburg or... Something like that. Oh, yeah. One of those... Schaumburg or Rosemont, I think. Yeah, I think it was Rosemont. Rosemont. Yeah. So... By the way, Rosemont is technically surrounded by the city of Chicago. Yes, thanks to O'Hare, O'Hare International. Yep. So that would be, for me, that would be a harder sell because part of what makes going to a Chicago Cubs game is the experience that you get from Wrigleyville. I've, I don't think that you can build that. Yeah, but people would say the same thing about People who have gone to games at Soldier Field say that part of the love of going there is going to Soldier Field. Right? Yeah. I've never been to a game at Soldier Field, so I don't know. Neither have I. I can't comment on that. Didn't you go to a soccer game there? No. The soccer soccer team at the time played in uh, Bridgeport. Oh, okay. I I just know you went. I was working that day. Anyway, we'll move on from that. So, folks. So, yeah, I mean, but with, I, I think in the event that the that the Cubs ever leave Chicago, ever leave Wrigleyville, that's when when they're bad, you're going to see 
the seating statistics looked like a White Sox game every game because there there's not the draw of Wrigley Field and Wrigleyville to bring the fans yeah. in when the team isn't playing well. Yep. Um, well, folks, we have come to our little over an hour mark. Rich, any final shout-outs before we uh, head out of the show? I don't think so. Did we have any comments on the Facebook feed? Nope. No. Okay. We're going to get one one of these days. Uh, we, we've gotten them in the past. That's why we check every week. Uh, so, Rich, you want to you wish me a happy Father's Day, right? I know you did at the beginning, but... I did. Yeah, happy Father's Day again. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy to be a father this year. Um, and I'm going to get, I know what shout out we're going to give. Okay. This week's end of show shout out, we're going to wish a happy Father's Day to friend of the show, Matt Johnson. Yes. Yeah, I did. I re- did remember hearing about that as they did announce that they are expecting your first child and rich and i both believe that you become a father as soon as conception and so matt and megan congratulations happy father's day matt it is your first father's day enjoy it and celebrate so uh happy father's day to all the dads out there uh tony and joe happy father's day rich give your last uh ron and mark yeah uh, we thank you once again for listening. Uh, Rich, if people are listening to us or, or watching us and they they want to listen while they're driving in their cars, what should they do? Um, you can find our, our recording of our podcast wherever you find your other podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or right here on Anchor.fm, the uh, spot that we gave you an advertisement on. Yeah. Um that you'll hear as an advertisement if you listen to us on the podcast yep and uh guess what folks if you're listening to us and you are like man these guys are great i want to join them i want to get a comment shout out which we check every week uh jump over to facebook.com slash balls and sticks you can that's where you can uh find us broadcasting every week uh if you want to participate in our poll questions check us out at of facebook.com slash fans of balls and six that's where our poll questions are and finally check us out on youtube give us a like subscribe hit the bell so you know you get those notifications folks thanks again god bless and see you next week broadcasting live from somewhere in iowa This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.